Well, good morning, guys, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and excited to be here. Today's Thursday, November 9th, 2023. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. So today we're going to be reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 164, the second paragraph, beginning with our book is meant to be suggestive only, reading through one paragraph ending with this is the great fact for us. And we're reading and commenting on only one paragraph this morning. So today's readers um, are going to be Sherry D. reading the text, Judith S.P. reading page 164, Maria H. is our backup reader. Newcomer greeter is Reva P., second-hour host, Janice P.M. Our reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, November 8, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 20817, 20817, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20818, 20818. So the OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has the one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I think that I heard Misty C. checking in at the last minute. Misty C., are you available to read the 12 steps? Yes, I am. All right, thanks. Okay. Misty C., um, compulsive food eater. Um, Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Came, number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a decision, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscience, contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will and for the power and for us and for the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thanks, Missy. 
And now I will ask Joni Y to read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni Y, recovering uh, in Connecticut, gratefully. Uh, here are the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige diverge us from primary purpose, from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thanks, Joni. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Okay, so today we're resuming our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 164, second paragraph, beginning with, our book is meant to be suggestive only, ending with, this is a great fact for us. We're reading and commenting on only one paragraph this morning, and I'll now ask Sherry D. to begin reading. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Sherry D. Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. Ah, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Oh my goodness. Hello, old friend. This is like a pair of comfy jammies. Just um, reading this paragraph brings me peace, guidance, I love the good orderly direction that is included in this paragraph. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. I have an amazing sponsor in this program that has offered several suggestions. And one of them was to, as I worked my way through the steps, to um, know the third step and the seventh step. I start my morning off as soon as I wake up. Before my ego has a chance to wake up, I roll over, get on my knees, and say that third step and seventh step prayer. I ask God for guidance in my day. Um, And the answers do come when I ask for the help. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. It's amazing when I surrender, when I let go, when I turn it over to a power greater than myself, how the world works so much better. (laughs) It's just lovely how um, turning everything over to my higher power that has nothing to do with me makes the world a better place for me to live in. And I I just want to end with, you know, we we read this paragraph over in this meeting, every single meeting, and I don't always have the book in front of me. I love that this is the great fact for us. Great fact is uppercase. This is the great fact for us. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This has also been a great fact for me and I'm very grateful for that. And with that, I will keep coming back. Thank you for letting me be of service. Well, thank you, Sherry, for getting us started. So we're now going to open up the meeting for sharing. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday on any other vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Please keep your share to three minutes to allow time for as many people as possible to share. I'll remind you by saying time when your time is up. <laughs> and when you and not your thoughts, Rachel. we can give others, others a chance to share. Go ahead, Rachel. Is it Rachel Kay? Anybody else? Alec B. <clears throat> Alec. Alec B. Larry Cheryl A. a. Larry. Cheryl. Sean P. P. Sean P. 
Judith Judith SP, who is with Judith? Karen K. Karen K. I feel like I missed somebody. Did you get Reva P? Oh, nope, I didn't get you, Reva. I do now. All right, here's who I have. Rachel, Alec B, Larry K, Cheryl A, Sean P, Judith S P, Karen K, Reva P. That seems like a good start. So let's make sure you all press star one and we'll get started with Rachel. Thanks, Kelly. Sorry, I got a little enthusiastic there. Hi, this is Rachel Kay, compulsive overeater from Indiana. And um, yeah, this paragraph, this is another one. Um, you know, people who have gone before me have um, taught me to look for promises that, you know, I thought for years, you know, the promises, the promises were just the ninth step promises. And there's promises in all the steps and all over the book, which is great because this program is a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know, I don't, I don't work myself into abstinence. Abstinence and recovery is a gift from God, but I still got to do a lot of work to receive that gift. And if I'm going to do a lot of work, you know, I want, I want, I want good pay, and the pay is really good. And here are three more promises that I found in this. First is God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Constantly. That means that, like, I mean, by the grace of God, I've been recovered and abstinent for, you know, several years now. And it's not, you know, this tells me it's not just going to be good at the start. It continues to be good. It continues. God constantly discloses more to me. Like, you know, just every day there's new stuff to learn and there's new and better stuff. Um, and the, the next one is, um, you know, the answers will come. The answers to what, to what I can do each day for the man who is still sick. So, you know, I am, I've sponsored, you know, many people in my years in this program, but I still feel like a novice. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do with this person. Well, here's another promise. The answers will come, how I can help, but first my own house must be in order. So that's like the prerequisite. So I will intuitively know how to help other people, how to sponsor, how to carry the message if my own house is in order. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry that I'm going to be a lousy sponsor and I'm going to mess up somebody's life. Um, and then the third one, um, great events will come to pass for me and countless others. That's pretty cool. Great events. That, that sounds like a really great promise, but what do I have to do? I have to make sure that my relationship with him is right. So that's the prerequisite there. But so as long as I do that, and how do I do that? I do that by doing, you know, by conscious contact with God, by, you know, daily inventory and by carrying the message. And if I do that, great events will come to me. I mean, what more can I want? Yeah, weight loss and abstinence, that was great. But great events, that that to me, you know, that's something I do not want to miss. So anyway, thanks for calling on me. I hope everybody has a great day, and I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel Kay. Next up is Alec B., followed by Larry Kay. Alec, where are you calling from? Hi, good morning. This is Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I'm very glad to be on the line this morning and for this to be the paragraph. Right? We, we hear this every day. 
and what hope there is in it and what a vision there is in it. Um, and I and I have to share from my experience over this over you know more than a year, uh, two you know a year and a half, uh, how true it is. I mean, I, I was just saying to my sponsor how incredible it is that that through uh, yeah a compulsive overeater and restrictor for today and recovered for today recovered for today um, that that through allowing this process of recovery through allowing and surrendering to God acting in my life on a daily basis and surrendering to the steps on a daily basis and praying on a daily basis and that, that it, it opens a door to helping others and that God will send them. I mean, through this line, through in-person meetings, through just general encounters, it's, it's amazing to me how even in a few days of putting my name out um, uh, to receive calls and putting my name out as someone who can, who wants to hear from people, how many people I do hear from because there's such a great need um, and yeah, I could receive that need. I could receive that need as a burden, or I could receive it as a freedom. I could receive it as a freedom, as an opportunity uh, to walk with others um, towards this God of love and towards a deeper inclusivity and a deeper spirit. And that each one of these people that I speak to, each one of these people that call me and that share with me, that I share with them, are helping me maintain this connection and reminding me why this uh, this ministry, this community, this this way of life is part of my vocation too, and is integrated with who I am, not only as a compulsive reader, but as a recovered compulsive reader, as a as a um, child of God, as a servant, as a friend, and and so what a gift, right? That that through yes, through doing the hard and painful and challenging work that that is required to find recovery, that it then opens the door for me. Um, to help others, and yeah, at the beginning, I was so afraid of that. I was, and that, and I think that's why I ran, and, and I wasn't able to give myself fully because I was so afraid of the twelfth step. But now here I am, and it's so worth it because then my life—it's not about the food, it's not about the weight, it's not about the body, it's not about the compulsion. It's about opening up into into a a unity uh, with God and with others. Um, and what a hope that is. And so I pray that, and I ask you to pray for me that I continue on a daily basis in fit spiritual condition, remembering. And now I, I think I have to take up program more and more and more because I know that I'm helping others. I know that other people are looking to me and, and are asking me. And so I just know that every, I need to go deeper and I need to go deeper in my own humility so that I can give the best of myself authentically. And so uh, with that, I am grateful to be here. I hope I continue to be here every single day. And, and with that, I pass. Alec B. from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you, Alec B. Next up, we have Larry K. followed by Cheryl A. Good morning, Larry. Where are you calling from? Good, good morning, Kelly. I'm, you, you really want to know? I'm, I'm parked on the side of a highway. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm in Chicago, but I'm on the, on the side of a highway here to pull over to do this safely. But anyways, Larry K., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, uh, from Chicago, and really what I want to say about this, I want to kind of drill down to um, the part where it talks about, obviously, Larry, you can't transmit something you haven't got. I don't know about you, but I, I, I read that for, for a long period of time, and I and it fed right into that disconnection from God, irrespective of whether I worked the steps, but I was still lacking self-confidence and very confident in some areas, but lacking self-confidence. I, I had a, just an absence of belief or trust in my ability or worth in certain areas. 
I had a, very much an inadequate self-image. Some of us can, you know, can be, we can, we can run the gamut. We're on a spectrum, spectrum here of this feeling. There was a lot of self-doubt, constant questioning or uncertainty about my abilities and my decisions and my, my worth and negative self-perception in certain areas. I mean, after all, I, years before I worked the steps, I smashed a windshield with my fist in anger. I've told that story before. I'm not going to go into detail now on how that came to be, but haven't done that since that time, but by the grace of God on these steps. But what I'll tell you is when I read that, obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Sometimes I think the mythology around that, look, if you've worked the steps, the book tells us we will have something called the spiritual awakening, perhaps a psychic change, something sufficient to not only drive out the obsession, but to bring us into contact with the higher power of our own understanding. And when that happens, when it happened for Dr. Bob, he essentially, within a matter of hours, walked down to a, a hospital bed where there was Bill Dodson. And this was not a confident man at that point. He was just, just removed from the alcohol, but he did work the six steps of the Oxford group. And, and so I think the mythology is that, you know, when we read that for some of us, I would presume that we see in that that, you know, we tie into not what it means. It means we can't give away what's, what we haven't got in the sense that if we haven't worked the steps, we certainly can't act as a Sherpa for someone else. If we're still eating the food, we're a hypocrite. You know, we may be a well-intentioned, lovable hypocrite, but we're a hypocrite nonetheless in trying to carry this message, this message of depth and weight. But beyond that, if you've done those things, you are more than worthy of carrying this message. And this is a springboard into the next chapter about working with others. So when I read it, obviously I cannot transmit something you haven't got, but with God and this relationship with the higher power and the fact that I've worked through the steps imperfectly and I have many others and fellows that can help me along the way in helping others, yes, I can give that away. In fact, I Fine. must give it away. Thanks, Kelly. I must give it away. And you're more than worthy of doing that. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Larry Kay. Next up, we have Cheryl A. followed by Sean P. Good morning, Cheryl. Hi, everyone. Uh, good morning. This is Cheryl A., recovered compulsive overeater in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Thanks for sharing and for your service. Um, you know, we read this all the time, but sometimes I don't hear it because I'm just so used to hearing it. I don't really take it in the way I did this morning. And every single line of this paragraph is like a diamond. It's incredible. As we read, there were some principles that jumped out at me to focus on. First of all, humility. It says our book is be meant to be suggestive. Only we realize we know only a little. I mean, that's so humble. They know Bill and all the others knew so much. It was just passed through him so divinely. But it's such a humble statement. And that reminds me to focus on humility. This hope. God will constantly disclose more and more. The answers will come. There's so much hope in that. And that helps me so much because part of my disease is a thinking process of constant despair. So I need to focus on humility and hope. The next principle that jumped out to me was consistency. Every day, you can't um, 
relationship is, is right. It also said, ask him in your morning meditation, which implies I have a daily, constant, ever-going morning meditation. Consistency, self-care. You can't transmit what you haven't got. I've got to take care of myself first, put the oxygen mask on, and then I can see what, I, what I'm meant to do for others. Another principle that jumped out at me was clarity. Um, this is the great fact. It's in capital letters. This is meant to be crystal clear. This is clarity. And, and again, part of this disease is not having that. And the last two principles that jumped out at me were about growth and grit. Growth. Um, events will come to pass for you and countless others. The word relationship with God um, is, and that means growth. Relationships are all about working together. Grit of doing this every day, on and on. So humility, hope, consistency, self-care first, clarity, growth, and grit are what I'm taking out of this. And what a gift it is to start the day uh, reading this paragraph with all of you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Cheryl A. Next up, we have Sean P., followed by Judith S.P. Good morning, Sean. Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Sean P., recovering compulsive eater from California, bright and early. Love this paragraph. Um, I thought I'd just go through line by line and just talk a little bit about what it means to me and what it means to our fellowship, in my opinion. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. a few days ago, um, one of our members talked about how this book was originally written uh, as a prescription, prescriptively, that uh, originally was uh, worded as, well, you need to do this and you need to do that if you want to get recovery. And uh, thanks to a psychologist, or a, I think it was a psychotherapist of some kind who read a manuscript, came to Bill and said, you know, we re- I recommend you change the words to this manuscript to be more suggestive. This is what the member a few days ago told us. And this uh, is such a gift that that change was made, you know, and another example of how it's divinely influenced. Because, you know, for me, I don't like to take direction. And so the fact that the writers of this book came in humbly and said, uh, here's our experience. Here's what we did. Take it or leave it. You know, we, we would love for you to take it. Um, we think it, we know it, we know it works for us, but, um, go on to the next line. We realize we know only a little, you know, uh, the previous speaker talked about humility and, you know, this idea that God knows more than I do is kind of a radical idea in this day and age when there's a lot of folks who say they know a lot of things, especially a lot of people who talk about God. And so for us to say that we know only a little is actually a very refreshing statement to say there's a God, and I liken this to uh our concept of our group conscience that there is a group conscience which is greater than i that 
knows more than I do, and we can tap into it as a group. And that, that to me, seems very beautiful as well. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us, similar to the last sentence. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for the man who is still sick. This one strikes me to be about service. You know, that um, if we're of service, that's how we can, um, that's how we can carry the message and that's how we can uh, live these ideals. The answers will come if your own house is in order. Time. Thank you. Um, Have a good day, y'all. Thank you, Sean P. Before we go on, I just want to remind you guys where we're at. We are on page 164. We're reading that second paragraph beginning with, our book is meant to be suggestive only, ending with, this is the great fact for us. We're just doing that one paragraph. So next we have Judith S.P. followed by Karen K. Good morning, Judith. Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you, everyone, for your shares. Quite a bit of... uh, positive spiritual interpretation. Um, I realized as we were reading this, as often we do, often meaning daily, um, that we're coming to the end of the beginning. And uh, I I think kind of quickly that I've pre-programmed and pre-becoming more spiritually fit and aware and conscious that I always wanted to know the end. I still do at times. I run to the end of a book before I even finish the book or even start the book. I'm in the car. When are we going to get there? You know, I'm always wanting to get, rushing to wait is is um, a theme that I used to have. And this book really, the whole book, but this paragraph to me radiates patience, slowing down, being patient, trusting in what I committed to for myself with God in steps one, two, and three, willing to turn my life and the care of it over to my higher power. And so patience is something that I see in this paragraph so clearly. And we are now, me, us, sharing in real time the We only know a little, and it's suggestive. As people share, and I take in observations from other people, I expand my consciousness. And the other sentence that really, it helped me really free myself from some element of still being resentful at my parents and so forth. But obviously, you cannot transmit. Transmit. It's not give or get. It's transmit. It's being able to provide an opportunity to share and and bring forward that which I can and am now aware of. So when people in my life have not been able to transmit what I've wanted them to transmit, it's because they weren't able to, because they didn't have the vision. And as I commit myself, to sharing and caring and sponsoring and being sponsored, I also realized that helping the man who still suffers comes before my own house is in order. Yes, I have to do my part daily, meditation, prayer, commitment, and service. 
but it is imperative that I share and reach my hand out to those that are still suffering so that my relationship with my higher power continues to grow and develop. And it's just excessive. And I am truly grateful to be here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Judith S.P. Next up, Karen K., followed by Reba P. Good morning, Karen. Where are you calling from? Good morning, and thank you, everybody, for your service. My name is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits do not transfer. Uh, I just went through this new way of, for me, it was a different way of going through the steps. I mean, it did, did not deter from the big book at all. And really, basically, you know, transmit something, you know, that I may not have. For me, my life, am I living in column four? Or am I living in column five? Well, column five is God's will. How, how God would have me be? Am I waking up in the morning and doing my third step prayer, spending that time with God, and doing the seventh step prayer at the end of the day and listing in my heart every character defect that was let go of or used that day and any correction that needs to take place? To me, that's transmitting. That's transmitting. This is a lifestyle. Um, I call them logs. Logs are things that I use that I even use this meeting as a log. It was my only voice until I burned it out. Um, I can use therapy as a log. I mean, a log is like um, something floating in the ocean, and if I hang on to it, I'm eventually going to I'm, I'm, I'm drown. So that's what I have to, to uh, transmit is this, this way of doing the steps and living the steps and, and transmitting um, life. And my only job as a sponsor is to help somebody find their higher power. That's it. That's it. You know, if I'm acting out, if I'm gambling, if I'm, you know, whatever it is, the uh, the obsessive compulsive behavior, whatever it is, I'm not sober. Um, and I've learned that the hard way the last time that I just went through the steps. Am I perfect? God, no, no. I'm much more clearer than I am, than I, than I ever was before. And it's a daily, a daily reprieve. And based on my spiritual condition, that's, that's helping others. And I'll just close with this real quickly. Anytime I work with somebody, or I'm going to a meeting, is my, is my family in order? Is my job in order? And then, and then the newcomer, and then I'm able to transmit something that I have. And with that, I'll pass, and God bless everyone, and have a great day from Syracuse, New York. Thank you. Thank you, Karen Kay. Next up is Reva P., and after that, we'll take some more shares, or more names. So good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. I love this paragraph. I love the fact that as it's closing up the chapter and it's creating this vision for how I'm, my life is going to look um, if I follow these directions, it sort of is the key concepts. And I think the two key concepts that I hear in this paragraph is first, the importance of divine guidance you know, having had the spiritual awakening and keeping that relationship with power right. And then the second concept of the necessity of working with others. Um, 
And I love, I mean, it's repeated over and over, where is my reliance? Where is my reliance? Um, am I putting you know, the stress on the right syllable? My real reliance isn't on him. Keep asking him in my morning meditation. Keep you know, making sure that my relationship with him, it, whatever is right. Um, and you know, anytime I've done a step 10 fear inventory, um, it always comes down to, am I trusting infinite God or finite self or other people or politicians or, or God knows what, um, but it's usually not my higher power. Um, and I love this thing um, that the answers will come and great events will um, happen. And that's in and out of program that I will know, you know, what to do, where to do, what to say, how to say it. Um, if I keep that channel clear by keeping the food down and working the steps. Um, and I, I also love this thing, obviously, you can't give what you don't have. Um, and you know, it works both ways. I can't receive a message from somebody who hasn't experienced the gifts of the program. And I can't give, um, I can't share experience that I don't have. I have to experience, this is an experiential. I have to you know, experience what it's like to work the steps and have that spiritual awakening. And then I share my experience. I'm not sharing theories here. Um, and a lot of times if I get frustrated in and out of program, it's because they can't give me what they don't have. Um, and yeah, the great fact, like if I have any doubts, it ends with the capitalized. This is the fact. Do what we did, you'll get these results. And then we know only a little because we're constantly growing. Yes, it's humility, but it's also the growth. Um, yeah, it's just so beautiful. Like it's like, let's go team as they end the, the chapter. So I love that. And with that, I pass. All right. Thank you, Reva P. So we're going to open up for more names again. Remember, remember, we want to, we're asking you to limit your sharing to every third day. So if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday of any other vision meeting, please let others an opportunity to share. Who would like to share on this paragraph today? Jackie D. Chance. Margaret D. Georgia. Ken WH. Morgan Suzanne Morgan. S.B. Shanna Shanna, I miss I miss somebody. Jackie, Margaret, Morgan, Ken WH, Shannon C. Suzanne. Suzanne. Okay. Is that all? I think I heard that was it. Okay. Here's who I have. Who? Somebody spoke up, but I didn't hear him. Okay, well, here's who I have. Jackie B, Margaret D, Morgan, Ken WH, Shannon C, Suzanne, I think it was FB. So um, let's get started uh, yeah, with Jackie. Um, what? I didn't get your name, but we will see if we have time for you at the end, because right now let's just get started with Jackie B, you're up. Star one, Jackie. Hi, this is Jackie D. Can you hear me okay? Oh, got you. Yes. Oh, I'm calling from Jackie. You. I'm calling from Massachusetts. Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. Jackie D, compulsive overeater. Um, this is my second time speaking on this meeting. Um, I listen every day. I've been listening every day for 
a bunch of months, and um, today is my second day of abstinence. Um, I'm, I've got the gift of desperation, thank God, for now, for today. Um, I like this paragraph um, a lot. I like how it talks about we know only a little. That really talks to the humility of this program. And I have firsthand experience with this because I know this book inside and out because I've been in another fellowship for 20 years. I could read it verbatim to you, but I have a day of abstinence. Like, it's just so ironic. Like, this is not about knowledge, right? This is not about how much you know about this book. This is about how much you can connect with your higher power. And I've been um, not connecting with God lately and not doing 10 steps. So I've been in relapse and I'm just so grateful to be back. And I have experienced when I am close to God, great things do happen in my life. And the other part of this paragraph that is so beautiful as well is like, basically in a nutshell, the main purpose of this stuff is to help other people that have this ailment, you know, and I haven't been helping anybody. So the three things they talked about in this paragraph, I haven't been doing. So shocker that I have two days abstinence, but I was struck with desperation yesterday. I had a spiritual experience and um, I was told to get speaking on this meeting because I listen every day. So Jackie D from Massachusetts. And if anybody wants to call me, thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Jackie D. Next up, we have Margaret D. followed by Morgan. Good morning, Margaret. Where are you calling from? Hey. Well, I'm calling from Georgia. Good morning, Hi. everybody. Hey, my name is Margaret D. And again, I have no clue whether I'm recovered or not recovered or whatever. But um, anyways, I do know that wherever... I fall, it is definitely through God's grace and mercy, absolutely. Um, and um, that's what's important to me. Anyways, um, so this idea about um, that you can um, transmit something to somebody else, uh, I think about that that old story about the three blind men that were trying to describe the elephant and one um, said, oh, he's, you know, got this long, thin rope. And another one said, oh, no, no, he's got these huge dinner plate or pillowcase size things on his body. And someone else said, oh, no, he's got the, um, you know, his trunk is just huge and whatever. I'm never going to make a public speaker, I can tell you that. Anyways. The whole idea is that here were three people who could not see the totality of the elephant, but they could see and they were very familiar with and they had experienced the parts of the elephant that they did. One was able to touch his ears, one was able to touch or the tail, and the third one, you know, the trunk. And so when we transmit what we have, to other people, it's, I don't think, see how, for me anyways, how it could be, be be complete because God is so completely unknowable um, in, in totality. And so we share, which is the transmission part, and I looked up the word transmission or transmit, and one was um, to 
pass on as like a disease where uh, one child might transmit uh, pink eye to somebody, to another child. And then uh, another definition was to broadcast as like in a uh, radio program. And then the third one was to pass knowledge as from a student to a teacher or whatever. I don't know what Bill was talking about when he said transmit, but the definition that really sticks out to me is if I can transmit in, in God's world, if I can transmit God's, the presence of God in my life, actually transmit that to somebody else, that there is a God, it's not me, and that Bye. God is love. Um, how amazing is that? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Margaret. All right, next up is Morgan, followed by Ken W.H. Morgan, what is the first initial of your last name, and where are you calling from? Good morning. Uh, this is Morgan K. from Manitoba, Canada. Um, thank you, Kelly, for your service and everyone who shared on the line today. <clears throat> um, yeah, this this page, I think it was described by someone as a warm blanket, and that's what it feels like because, you know, I hear it in all my fellowships. And um, the we know only a little, like that is something I, I need to hear all the time. Um, because when I came in, like, I, I want to I wanna be proactive. I want to figure it out. I want to solve it. I want to graduate. I want to get my diploma with honors, you know, and off I go. Um, and, you know, if I only know a little, um, then I'm going, oh, sorry, I lost my thought here. Um, I'm not going to do it perfectly if I only know a little. Uh, I'm not going to figure it out. If we all only know a little, there's no goal of getting my diploma. Um, and, you know, where where am I going once I get that diploma? <laughs> so to continue trying to figure it out on my own, like, is that, that's what I've done my whole life, right, is try to figure it out on my own. And if God will constantly disclose more to us, um, you know, what a relief. Um, and then I better be taking the actions, you know, to get closer to God. And the great reward, you know, is that I, I won't ever figure it out. <laughs> Who knew, <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm not going to be perfect. I can't do this. I can't check all the boxes. Um, and all I can do is the next right thing daily, right? All I have is a daily reprieve. And so, you know, if God will constantly disclose more to me, then I'm not alone. My whole life, I tried to figure it out all on my own. And now the great reward is that I don't have to figure it out and I'm not alone. And God is with me and God will constantly disclose more to me. Um, and I'm so grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Morgan K. Next up, we have Ken W.H. followed by Shannon C. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you. This is Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. A um, couple things. Uh, first thing that comes to mind in this, this knowing part, uh, you know you know when you know that you don't know. That's the way I kind of look at things. Um, when I'm able to accept the fact that I don't know everything is when I really start to know 
a little bit more about myself and about others and about this world. Um, I'm stuck on the the great fact at the end of the uh, paragraph. Um, Page 53 in in the book, um, in the We Agnostic, uh, tells me that God either is or isn't. And um, what was my choice to be? God either is or isn't is a fact, uh, one way or the other for me. Uh, It's either a fact for me that God isn't, or it's either a fact for me that God is. Um, it's not a matter of knowing, you know, what that God is or isn't, but that there is a God, and that that's the fact of of life I've come to understand that I have grasped with both hands. Um, I studied a lot of years of theology and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, uh, that didn't necessarily drive home the fact of God in my life. Um, my recovery is evidence of that fact. And all of that service and all of that reaching out and passing on and whatever else there is for me to do uh, in this program is a function of that fact, uh, a result of that fact of God in my life. Uh, it's all it's all response. It's all an outpouring of response to the fact. Uh, and I trust that fact, absolutely, that that fact is going to show me <laughs> exactly what I need to be doing today to help others and to um, be the person that God wants me to be. Uh, that's the great fact for me, that God exists and that God cares and that God is the power in my life that has changed absolutely everything. With that, I pass. Thanks. Well, thank you, Ken WH. Next up, we have Shannon C. followed by Suzanne F. E. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning. This is Shanna C., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Uh, so grateful for everyone who shared and grateful for this paragraph and and I don't know how I could possibly add any more to what has already been said. Maybe it can be said in a different way for someone who may need to hear what I have to say. I don't know. Um, but I'm grateful to be abstinent and um, have that connection with, with my with my God that keeps me safe and protected daily. You know, it says our book is meant to be suggestive only. However, I have found in this book that there are some clear, concise, precise directions on how to recover. You know, for me, it was okay, like this was the last house on the block for me. Um, The directions in here are suggestive, but they're suggested if I don't want to die. And I'm so grateful they're written in black and white and I get to follow them, you know, and, and I realize I know only a little, um, my, my mind likes to project and assume and make all these assumptions on how things ought to be, but thankfully I do know only a little. I don't have to have it figured out and that God will constantly disclose more. Um, but the clear directions here, you know, as far as step 12 is ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. I, I literally do that on my knees every morning, not because I'm a saint, but because these are the directions. And uh, thankfully, I don't have to feel frothy and flowery about it. When I get up, a lot of times I'm tired. And my mind, I wake up a compulsive overeater, and I'm trying to figure crap out as soon as I wake up. And so it's like, okay, on my knees, God, direct my thinking. What can I do to be helpful today? Um, you know, and it says the answers will come if my own house is in order. If my, well, how, how do I make sure my own house is in order? Well, I make sure I go, I've gone through all 12 steps, you know, powerless over food. 
you know, come to believe that there is a power greater than myself, like Ken was just saying, you know, and, and surrender and make that decision, go through the rest of these steps, take that inventory, see where I have, where and how I show up in relationships and the, you know, the rights and wrongs and the defects and be willing to set matters straight, continue with amends and live in 10, 11 and 12. As far as, you know, continuing to take personal inventory, I do that through nightly review. I do that through pausing and 10 stepping throughout the day and then upon awakening. You know, that's those are the best directions I've been given as far as to be able to maintain that connection with God and see to it my relationship with him is right, you know, so that I can be of maximum service, not because I'm a saint, not because I'm good, because I don't want to eat again. I don't want to feel that hell again. And those great events have come to pass for me, and those are the things that actually keep me coming back. The food is secondary. The lack of compulsive overeating is absolutely marvelous. But the fact that I get to see evidence of, of the reality of God in my life doing for me, what I can't do for myself is the great event. I mean, just stuff that just happens that's beyond compare, you know, experience through the steps, experience with the problem, experience with solution. And thank God we get to share this very specifically and succinctly with those who want it. Um, anyway, uh, so grateful Fine. to be here. Grateful you guys are here for me every morning. And um with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Shanna. Let's see. Uh, next up is Suzanne. I think it was FB. And Suzanne, you have two minutes. Okay, I'll try to go really fast. Thank you, Kelly. What stood out for me was Transmit. And for me, Transmit, the synonym that I use is Channel. And from Channel, um comes energy and we're at the end of the first 164 pages that talk about going through the steps and for me what was just so important and I'm so grateful my higher power gave me was the ability to finally have the experience after I went through the steps a number of times of picking up the energy of the book, which opened up that spiritual direct, spiritual awakening for me. And by having people around me, a sponsor who was truly a spiritual light in my life, and by having other people around me who are those spiritual lights, they were able to carry that energy. And that's what makes... Uh, Overeaters Anonymous different than Weight Watchers or all those other diet plans for me was that I was able, when I finally went through a step process that really worked for me, and have that experience of really knowing that something was directing me. That's what allowed me to want to go into the world and really take on sponsees with knowing that I'd had something so deeply inside transforming, not only the food, but the way that my mind thought. And it goes to the beginning of the book or the beginning of the paragraph where it says God will constantly disclose to you more. I don't eat anymore because it doesn't... um, Fine. I was... Okay, that's it. Thank you. Sorry. Where are you calling from, Suzanne? Okay, well, we'll just move on. 
So um, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Our share ID for today, Thursday, November 9th, 2023, is 20820-20820. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Judith S.P., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only, down to keep you until then. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, and thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly reveal more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.